Hello and welcome to this episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show and podcast. I'm your host, Christine Innes, and I'm so delighted to have the very talented Will joining us today. And I'm actually really excited about this conversation because I think this is so needed. And, um, you know, I know myself, like having that sort of imposter syndrome where we can't sort of talk about ourselves is something that I've had to really dig deep and overcome. So welcome, Will, and thank you so much. I know it's nighttime where you are right now. (laughs) So thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. I got the three-year-old in bed, so we're, we're ready to go, ready to focus. Oh, uh, that's, that's the best time, isn't it? Like when there are sleeping babies, like it's just <laughs> so precious. So I can yeah. totally remember those days. So yeah, I totally get it. Look, what I really want to do is just sort of like, if you want to just take some time and really introduce yourself and, you know, then we can really sort of go into this amazing topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, so the way that I introduce myself now these days is as the imposter complex connoisseur. That is a self-created title after years of working with small businesses on imposter uh, complex issues. So that comes from procrastination, overwhelmed, uh, having crappy boundaries, feeling not good enough, playing small. Those are all what I call the some of the eight pillars that keep the imposter complex alive and well and they're feeding it almost as if, you know, rivers coming off a mountain feeding a lake. So what my clients say about me is that I'm the, the great unstucker. I have a, a human lie detector that's in my head. So I can tell when my clients are lying. I have a, a process that allows me to see when they're lying or not. And that comes from a lifetime of lying to myself. And uh, I forgot to ask in our prep for this, but is this a swearing podcast or am I keeping a PC? Um, oh, look, you can swear away. I will just flag it. It's all good. So okay. no problems at all. Because <laughs> I, I, I say the word shit a lot because of bullshit, the BS detector. So it's belief systems, but it's also bullshit. And I was the biggest liar. Um, I was the most out of alignment with myself. Um, always saying that I wanted to do great things for the world. I, I had a mission and a vision I wanted to help. But really... It was all about me. Really, it was something else. So that's why uh, I feel like I intimately know the imposter complex uh, and also that, that process of def- dis- you know, discerning if my clients are lying to themselves because I spent so long lying to myself and I still do. And it's still a process of catching that. So that's the, uh, the who I am. Yeah. Uh, and is this a good time for background story or do you yeah, have Yeah, please question? go right ahead. Like, cause I, I absolutely really love, like I've done, you know, so much sort of like, I guess, stalking about what you do. So I really do okay. really love what you're doing and the story behind it. Okay, great. So yeah, the, my story starts when I was uh, literally, it was the wor- one of the worst days of my life. I was in my birthday suit, you know, uh, I w- in my apartment that I shared with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. So don't worry, this has a, a happy ending. But I was, that morning, I I had the whole morning to work on my business and I ended up doing nothing. I ended up working myself into a tailspin of depression. I couldn't get off the couch. Um, It got really hot in the apartment. So, you know, the layers started to come off. And so now I'm sweating and I'm on the, and I can't move. I can't think until finally, I literally, all I could do is grab my guitar and hide in the corner in my birthday suit and then hours later, my wife, or sorry, my then girlfriend comes home to see that papers strewn everywhere. So this is imposter complex to, to the max. And if anyone's been there before, maybe not that extreme, but they know that feeling of all you can do is hide in the corner. You just can't bear the thought of doing anything else. And you don't want anyone to see you. 
and you're a failure, you're a loser, or whatever word you put in there, those were some of my words. And that started a long time before when I was a kid. Uh, and I was very, very sensitive. I was very emotionally sensitive. And later I would learn energetically sensitive. And I was taking on everyone else's stuff and I was trying to process all of their pain and all their hurt for them because I felt it in my body. So it was, it was actually very selfish because I just didn't want to hurt anymore. So I, I needed to fix and save everybody else so that they would stop hurting, so that I could stop hurting, so that I could finally have some peace. So that developed into a full-fledged need to save the world. And I don't mean figuratively. I mean, I literally walked the planet for a decade with the belief that I had to save the world. So talk about, you know, white uh, privilege to the max, you know, white man from North America walking around. I literally traveled to third world countries, you know, volunteering all the while believing that I needed to save the world. So... <clears throat> The good thing about this eventually was that I found personal development. I found, I became a life coach, uh, all these great things, energy work, energy healing, but I hadn't yet identified this need and I call it helper, fixer, saver, this need, the savior syndrome, this need to save and fix everybody. So my coaching practice sucked and my direct sales uh, business tanked and everything just tanked because underneath it all, it was actually about showing everyone else how wrong they were and how right I was. So, but no, you wouldn't have known that. I was a really happy or I seemed a really happy guy. So the benefit of that is I found all the best training. I learned all the best life coaching and energy healing, but none of it really clicked until I found this process and the, the energy guy that I practice with. And I learned how to call myself on my lies and then how to call others on their lies as well. And now I have identified that need to save and fix people. So instead of hiding in the corner, you know, in my birthday suit, afraid to show my face because I can't possibly save the world today. So who the hell do I think I am? I can't possibly have success today. There's too many things on my list. Who the hell do I think I am? Instead, I get to actually have a balanced approach to life. My inner critic, which is one of the eight pillars that I talk about, my inner critic is on my side. And when it starts to get off my side, I have specific processes to bring it back online. Not just um, inner dialogue, which is also really important, but actual energetic processes that I can run that will get me back in line, which I actually had to do this morning. I had a really amazing client who uh, she had to end, she had to complete our agreement because she lost her job. So she's minimizing all of her finances. And this was a real blow to me. She's an amazing client. I, I kind of love her in a way. And I really want her success. We've done amazing work. She's already given me two fantastic testimonials and referrals. So the last thing I wanted to wake up to this morning was an email saying, you know, I've got to complete. And of course, my inner critic was right there to say, see, I knew it. You're going to fail just like you always used to. See, this is the, be this is the beginning. You're going to tank it. You're about to tank it. You're about to, you're about to face plant. So it was really helpful because I had a, a client half an hour later to have that process at hand to be able to get myself out of that. So that's the, uh, and that's what I do now every day is I, I work with business owners, women in business, dealing with imposter complex, who are all really uh, high performers and high achievers, by the way. Sometimes we think that imposter complex is the affliction of the weak, and it's not the case. It's actually the affliction of the strong. It's the ones that are really doing something in the world. They actually make more money statistically than others. Uh, so they're, they're the high achievers. So now I get to spend every day helping them make the world a better place. I love that story so much. There's so much that I can resonate with and I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> you know, it's, 
it's, it's, it's really interesting though, because like what you just said at the end that, you know, generally they are high achievers, but mm-hmm. it is, I think sometimes because, and I knew from myself that I had that, you know, I call it the inner girl, mean girl voice sitting inside of my head, but that actually sometimes fueled me on even more to keep going and to prove others, what I thought others were saying, but, you know, also proving to myself, you know, what I could do, but it's also not recognizing and addressing, you know, those sort of issues of where they've come from and how you can turn it around, um, which now I've learned, um, you know, I'm very similar to you. I do the energetic healings and, you know, I've, you know, I'm working with amazing coaches myself, like just to sort of help do that. But mm. sometimes that fuels us to like to, you know, as I said, like to keep running, 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 but the running process then also can lead to burnout too, because you don't stop and actually address. Yeah. what is actually going on and what are the triggers, you know, to push you through that? Do you, is that something that you're finding with your clients as well? Yeah, actually the client that you just, or the client I just mentioned, uh, two of my clients right now, they're both in that similar kind of category where they've spent a long time kind of outrunning the demons of the past, family stuff, societal stuff, proving for, uh, you know, for them, it was about being a woman in the workplace, proving that, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm a woman, I can still, but then they ended up burning out because now they're being super mom, one of them for four kids and running, running a successful business and being an amazing mom, uh, wife, all these things. And that's just as detrimental, frankly, to your inner self as what I did, because what happens, so what I did sucks, but what a lot of women are doing also sucks because as this client experienced, she gets to this point in her life, she goes, I don't know what I want anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want. And this was something I heard my mom say growing up and I didn't understand it. I would say, what do you, you know, do you want a cookie? Do you want a nap? Like, it's not complicated, mom. Like, just go do what you want. But that planted a seed in my young brain about, uh, you know, this is something that the feminine struggles with. And I don't know why yet. When I figure that out, I'll write a book about it. But I do know some of the, some of the core pieces and a big core piece is this need to help and fix and save other people. And I put them in that order on purpose because saving and fixing, we all know that. When someone's trying to fix us or save us, we get that. You know, if we're not Christian, for example, and someone wants to save us and bring us to Christ, we're like, whoa, 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 we see that coming a mile away. When a family member wants to, wants to save us or fix us because our life is wrong according to them, we can see that. But in our society, helping is this virtuous thing. You should help people. But that is a fine line because if you're helping out of a need for you, you're not helping. You're just stroking your ego. And that took me over a decade to learn for myself. So these women and all of my clients, I would say, all, you know, I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me, but I'd say all of them are dealing with that, that they've been helping other people for so long that now their life has become about others and not about them. And then they want to have this business that is successful, which requires sales and marketing where you have to, in a way, not give a crap about other people and what's going on in the world. You do have to deeply care to serve them and to contribute to them. But if you get wrapped emotionally around, you know, helping them, then you can only help about two or three people. You can lead thousands, but you can only help two or three. So that's the shift that I help help my clients make. Yeah, that's really powerful because the first part that you said 
really hits home with me because, you know, I was in a, a toxic marriage, what I realized was toxic, but I was literally there and I knew that I wanted to help and save somebody, but it really was to help me feel better. And it mm. really was a lot of the part of it. When I look back now, it's sort of because I didn't want to look at myself. Like it was so much easier to go and help somebody else. But when you have to dig deep within yourself, that's the really hard work. Like it's so much easier to go, you know, somebody brings up, Oh, Hey, I need a hand with that. Yep. No problems. I can go do that. Um, yeah. You know, and you get that instant gratification reward. Oh, yeah. from it but then when you actually have to go and go you know what you actually have to save fix and help yourself that's the hard part because you have to really dig deep and go through it so that hits like home multiple times with me um, mm. you know to do it and I think you know also as a business owner as what I've also learned is that you know coming outside of the corporate world is you know really looking at it and coming from that place of service and it's sort of putting a, a some sort of like wall up in a way just to sort of you know go I'm coming from a place of service it's not going to be for everybody however the ones that you know want it will come in and be you know attracted to it but then it's also you know sort of disregarding some of the other talk of other people going well why are you doing this what you know why do you spend so much time and energy doing it um and sort of you know going well these are the clients i want to help but i can't help everybody as well and hmm. the biggest part that i've learned in life and business is that you can only help those who want to be helped and that took me a long, long time to really sort of, you know, like coming from and just going, hey, I want to help you. I want to help you. But you can give everything to everybody, but it's only those who want to be helped. Can you actually be able to, you know, step them through those processes as well? Yeah. And so for me, the, where I see that showing up the most, especially in the small businesses that I work with that are in the holistic field or sector. So holistic practitioners, astrologers, life coaches, those, those amazing kinds of servers, service-oriented people, is it shows up really obviously in, in niche. If you don't have a clear niche, like specific enough that you know their name, I know her name. <laughs> well, there's actually two of them. There's Holistic Holly and there's Achievement Annie. And I know, I know what they do. I know how they live. And <clears throat> what their pains are, what their, what their hopes and their dreams are. And I learn more and more every day because these are the women that I work with and that I serve every day. And so many of the holistic Holly uh, types are refusing to have a niche. They're refusing to have a clear section of the marketplace that they serve. And the main reason is not lack of training or lack of awareness or lack of knowing. It's actually because if they pick a niche, now they cannot save everyone. Mm. They actually have to build a business and they have to let go of saving everyone. Mm. So it's the first place I go. If someone's struggling with niche, who, who do you need to save? Who are you responsible for? Uh, who, who, and here's a great one. Who are you responsible for that never asked you to be responsible for them? <laughs> with That's that one strange. energetic question, yeah. we can let go of just decades of societal programming about what we're responsible for and who, you know, all, of, all of that stuff. It's just, it's a very powerful process. Mm. Do you feel right now that with, 
you know, so much obviously has happened, you know, this year and, you know, we can all talk about the pandemic, but I think that that was really one of the stepping stones, but people are starting to really, I guess, take more ownership of where they're wanting and asking those hard questions to themselves of, you know, what they want out of life. And this is then sort of starting that, you know, that sort of overflow of, you know, not only just emotions, but then there's extra questions going, well, is this the right pathway? What are the triggers that's happened, you know, causing me to make those decisions? You know, have you found that that this has been something that's really raised even more this year? Uh, It's funny to say no, and only because all the clients that I work with are already they're, they're already in that world. Like that's, that's already become their world. And that's part of my ideal client profile and my niche and all that. Um, I would say the one that that's coming up more so I know in Canada, I don't know about Australia, but is this, um, is the, the judgments, the judgment train, the shame, the shame train. And it's funny. It's as if no one, it's like everyone forgot Brene Brown established very clearly that shame doesn't work to change behavior. It really doesn't. And yet we're, so many of us are defaulting to that. And part of why we're defaulting to it is because we have a need to help fix and save. We need to fix other people and save them from their, what we perceive as their poor choices. So it doesn't matter what side of what fence we're all on politically with COVID and the pandemic and everything, what we can all benefit immensely from, I believe, is addressing our beliefs and our judgments and our shames anywhere that we shame or judge anyone else. Because as soon as we do that, our brain shuts down and we cannot create a solution together. We're in righteousness. We're in, we're in I'm right, you're wrong. I'm good, you're bad. I'm up, you're down. And that historically has never worked. <laughs> so that's a big part of my work is helping people to step out of that. And one of my favorite processes that I got from another facilitator, uh, Dane here, is you're right, I'm wrong. And this wasn't even the tool that I, I intended to leave everyone with. I've, I've got another one that's, that's my own. But it's, it's that very powerful process of you're right, I'm wrong. Mm. You know, you're Democrat, I'm Republican. I'm Canadian, but I reference American politics. Uh, you know, you're Democrat, I'm Republican. You're right, I'm wrong. You're right, I'm wrong. And I run that until there's no more energetic charge. Mm. And this is the homework that I give that only one of my clients has ever actually done. Because everyone's subconsciously afraid of letting go of those walls and boundaries and barriers. And, and you mean I might be wrong? Like mm-hmm. fundamentally at my, like that I could be wrong about this? So we're not, most of us are not willing to do that. And that's okay. We'll, we'll do it when we're ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And I look, one of the most powerful things that I learned was um, radical forgiveness and, you know, talking mm. through that and, you know, really being, for me now it's grateful for all the you know all the things that have happened that people are like going well you know oh that's so terrible you know aren't you like poor you you know all this sort of stuff and to really switch it through now to actually come from you know that place of love and gratitude because it has obviously allowed me to create the life that I have now and also now start a business that I absolutely love but, you know, to get people from that, um, you know, is quite difficult. Have you found that, you know, there's also a, a pattern that comes through from people and it's, you know, they've, they've had this whole society sort of view of what life should look like. And then when they sort of go, well, what they really want, it's so out there or they might think that it's out there, but it's, it's, it's quite the norm for a lot of people 
but they are just still stuck of this is what society thinks of what you should be asking for, what things are like. And it stops that sort of dreaming pattern to take them to where they want to go. Uh, more of my clients are, are chronically um, defiant of society. So <laughs> they would be coming from the other perspective. Yeah. Even the ones that have a corporate job, they kind of don't really identify with that corporate job. They really identify as rebels um, and, and individuals in that way, um, which I know we all do in, in many ways. So I would say that they're, they're more so bouncing off of unconsciously society's stuff as well as their family stuff. And this is the kind of thing that never gets old. And I always make the silly joke if, you know, so I'm working with my clients and I'm very intuitive and I can see where the beliefs originate, where they come from. And then I'll say, oh, I, I, that feels more of a masculine belief. It probably came from your, from your dad. And they'll say, oh my gosh, how did you know? And I was like, well, I had a 50-50 chance. You know, as Freud said, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's only the two. But it doesn't get old as long as we don't take it as the therapist journey where we have to be on the couch for six years before we're, we're good and we're okay to be with other people. As long as it's part of the process and not a stopping place. And I think it's a very powerful process to look at, you know, this, this belief that I have that it's not okay to run my own business or it's not okay to do a weird, wacky kind of business. Or it's not, I just met a woman who, made, who makes a living selling bow ties for cheerleading squads. Oh, bow ties for cheerleading squads. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if she went to her mother's beliefs, probably that was not okay. Probably that was not within the realm of possibilities. So that's, I, I do see that a lot with my clients and that's what I help them step out of is where are they hung up on either consciously or unconsciously, family stuff, society stuff, how is it languaged? And then especially for women as well. Um, and that's part of the, for me, the gift of being a man working with women is that I didn't grow up as a woman. So in one way, I'll never understand the challenges. But in another way, I see the lies so much more clearly because I didn't grow up that way, you know, as we can with anything that we're on the outside of. So a lot of them have to do with, you know, what's possible for women, um, women that are living in historical truths. So, you know, previous generations of what was required of women and we're still living like that, you know, and for men as well. This is not, I just want to say, it's not just women, but I work with women. So that's why I talk about women more, but, you know, beliefs about what is possible for a woman in this life. Um, and yeah, stepping out of that can be just a huge, huge gift. And it's, it's, it's amazing seeing the light go on in my clients' faces. Like when they, when they see a belief and they clear it and they step out of it and you see the light and then you hear from them two days later and they've signed a new client because of some weird wacky woo woo process you did. Um, it's a very, it's very gratifying. Uh, yeah. Job. Oh, look, I, and I, I love it so much because I love the fact that you're using, you know, you know, different, you know, um, modalities like to sort of really help different people. But I love the fact that you say woo woo because I love it so much. Like, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's for me, my niece calls it all hippy dippy stuff. So, um, you know, yeah. so I'm like, going, okay, no problems. Like that's all good. But you know, for me, it's really has helped change. What is like somebody like, they're sitting there right now going, you know what, I can resonate with so much that, you know, you're, you're saying about the clients that you'll work with. What is something that they could really implement right now or a question they could even ask themselves to sort of, you know, take that next step um, to, you know, in their life or whether or not it's in their business as well? Hmm. Yeah. So is, is it okay if we go 
kind of deep down the rabbit hole, just like, it, a, just like a straight on. Okay. Love it. Cause that's how I work with my clients. I, I, I have to practice asking permission and say, is it okay if I be really blunt and kind of rude? And they always say yes, because they're paying me lots of money. But, <laughs> but your listeners are not paying. They're just observing for the moment. So we'll see if they want to go, go down this little rabbit hole. So if you're stuck in procrastination, which is usually you know, going on if someone's not willing to fully put themselves out there, if they've started a business and now they don't know what to do next, if you're stuck and unclear at all, if you're not taking action, if you're procrastinating or overwhelmed, this will work. I found that this is every single time that a business owner is procrastinating, this is why. There's one tiny little caveat that I could share if we have time, but this is like 99% of the time, this, this is why it's happening. It's the fear of a specific judgment. So I'm not talking about fear of success or fear of failure or fear of what will they think. I'm talking about the fear that my mother will come out of the grave, literally, and say, you snotty little brat, who do you think you are? Like I'm, I'm talking specific. And the more specific that, that your listeners can get as they apply this process, the more powerful it can be. So anything, this is anything. If I'm not you know, if I set up the podcast time with you and you ask for my bio and stuff, and then I don't get back to you on time with all that stuff, maybe I'm just really busy. Maybe, but probably not. Probably I got into the interview and then my ego jumped up and got scared because I'm afraid that, oh, I don't know, you look like someone I knew or, or maybe your name reminds me of an old boss or whatever. But as, if I can get specific on that fear and that, the judgment that I don't want to hear, then I can clear it with the tools that I show people. But even just being aware of it, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm literally not making this Facebook post. You know, like Facebook post ready to go, promotion schedule ready to go, but you're not doing it because my mom always used to say, bragging is not what we do in this family. We are not braggers. And so you don't hit post. So it's that specific. So anytime for anyone that's listening, if you're procrastinating, <clears throat> there's a specific judgment um yeah that's the that's the long and the short of it no i love it so much because i'm just sitting there going you know because i still have days you know and I, oh, yeah. I know that there's certain days as to why i'm not doing something but you know that's a really great question just to sort of ask and just to sort of keep going and it all does come back to you know either something somebody said to me in high school or something that you know <laughs> this family member has said and you're just like going okay well that's not going to really serve me anymore so you know mm -hmm. off you go and do it so i really love what you're doing and you know do you have have, um, like obviously people work with you do they work one-to-one -one? do you have a course or a program that they work with you yeah I do one-to-one -one. so I, I set up a consultation process for that and then I do a group program every month called ease with business and it's a month-long program there's four classes and you get everyone gets time in the hot seat because it's a small 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 batch small group program and we go through the foundations of business but not with tips and tricks but with belief clearing so we talk about sales so that we can see what are your beliefs about sales and then clear those beliefs. So that's the group, my, my favorite group program. And then there's a consultation process as well for anyone that might be listening who says, oh my gosh, yes, I'm ready to like see where I'm really lying to myself. I'm totally ready for the bullshit detector. I'm ready for him to just come up in my energy and be like, yep, that's a lie. That's a lie. That Like people that are so, and I have, those are my clients because they're so, they're ready. They've done 
the high performance stuff and it's all helped. They've had, they've had a great coach, great business coach. They've done great, great work, but they're still stuck. They're lying to themselves and they're, they're, they're sitting there going, what the bleep is going on? I'm ready for something else. Um, and the group program is great for anyone that's starting a business and they're wanting to get more clear on the niche. That's a, a better fit for those, those individuals. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing so much with us today. I'm going to put all of the links of how everyone can get in touch with you. And just thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it, Will. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to connect across continents. Absolutely. <laughs> You've got to love technology like in this world. It's amazing. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely incredible. I just want to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of the Corporate Escapist TV show and podcast. I'm your host, Christine Innes. And remember to live life to the fullest and with passion and purpose every single day. Love and light to you all.